0: Hey, it's Nasty Neil here at the station of decapitation without your head. And I'm <laughs> joined by director Dale F- Fabriger. Perfect. Perfect. And Michael Paré, Uncle Bill himself. Hey, Uncle Bill. Yeah. Of uh, They Crawl Beneath, which comes out October 4th in DVD and Blu-ray, which also happens to be my mom's birthday. Ah. Wow.
1: That must be a special
0: day. Yes, exactly. Now I know what to get her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, Dale, give us an idea of what the movie's about. I've seen it. Uh,
2: well, the quick TV guide version is, you know, it's about a guy who gets trapped in his uh, garage after an earthquake. A car falls on him, and he gets trapped and tries to escape. And while he's trying to escape, creepy crawlers try to, you know, give him a hard time, and he must escape to live. So that's essentially it. Yeah. And how did you get involved, Michael?
1: Um, well, I had just worked with Dale on a Christmas movie. So I uh, knew that it was gonna be fun working with them. And when I read the script, it was like, oh man, this could be very cool. And then knowing well what it was going to be like working with Dale, I said, This could be uh this could be more than just a little horror film. And Susan De Laurentiis and I had worked a few times before that. So I was uh I was all in, man. I liked it.
0: Yeah. And like Michael said, there it's more than a horror film because um, you have kind of two stories going all around. You got the, uh, like you said, uh, they're stuck in the garage, but then there's also creepy crawly things happening.
1: Well, yeah. not just stuck in a garage; you're trapped right. under a <laughs> trapped on, under a car.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more. It's not just the the garage door is locked. Yeah, i mean when people to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dale, yeah. yeah, when you first see the the script, and a lot of it is set um, in a garage, like. Uh, yeah, I assume in your mind, you go like, well, we're going to need to keep this um, interesting for the audience.
2: Yes. So what that are was a challenge.
0: the challenges there?
2: Well, I mean, as you said, it, you know, originally the, the seed was laid by our producer, Suzanne, watching a film called buried with Ryan Reynolds about a guy who's trapped oh, yeah, in the box. That. the entire movie. 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the idea. Initially she came to me and said, but except these monsters can come out. So, we developed this idea in a, in a small single location. We wanted to be contained, um, but it ended up, this movie ended up being having a lot of moving pieces quite a bit. Um, the creatures, the location itself. Um, I hope I'm not blowing anything, but that garage consisted of at least four minimum, four different locations to create that garage. We didn't have a studio where we could build walls and remove them and get that angle and go, you know, and, it was pretty insane. So just kind of moving in and around a car and all that, uh, under our budgetary constraints, that was a challenge and, and keep, and always kind of keeping the audience knowing where they are and keep it moving. And how do you do that with the one guy that's stuck, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It might be a silly question, but how, how do you go about picking the right car for the movie? <laughs>
2: that's a great question, actually. Hold on. Um, uh, Well, Suzanne says whatever car we can find is going to be the car we're going to use. (laughs) Fair enough. Right? I mean, that's our budget. However, um, my uh, art director, um, production designer, um, Jacob Guyton, he said, hey, I got a car. You want to take a look at it? I said, sure. So I went over to his place and he had that vintage Mustang and I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. I mean, I remember doing models and I was kind of pre vising where the bodies and people and how is it going to look, angles. And my car was that same car. It, it's like a toy, but it's that color. And um, I had a little white one and a, and a big green aqua teal one. It's just, it's wild um, how things happen when it's out there right but yeah i mean i just knew that that was the one the challenge with that one was it wouldn't it was dead it was really not working so all the lights and all this stuff that was happening you had to be rewired just for the film and we would put lights inside and that sort of thing but yeah i mean when you see the car just like your actors you know they're good or it's just something that talks to you, and you say that's the one he's yeah. they're the person they're the actor so
0: yeah, uh, Michael, you have a lot of scenes under a car. I assume that's not something you've done a lot before.
1: <laughs> well, you know, growing up, uh, I spent a lot of time under a car. Oh, okay. My brother had a 1959 Volkswagen <laughs> that was n- never running, and when it was, it was usually me pushing it. So I had a lot of experience under cars.
0: Right. Much a different, ex- uh, a different circumstance, I would assume. Yeah, there was no monster, except you know, our inner demons <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, how about working with joseph had you worked with him before
2: myself yeah, yeah um i did um we i he in this little christmas movie that michael and i worked on prior to this uh joseph was an actor that we had read prior uh, for some other roles and um we brought him in just to do a little quick you know hey can you do this walk on part it was a really tiny part uh, he goes and picks somebody up or something like that, and we just you want to work with your friends and and people that are easy to work with you know um and um he did it, and his attitude and his professionalism and all of that it was just fantastic, you know, and he was so giving and so into it, even though it was this little tiny thing. Suzanne recognized that you know and um and I did too, and he was just really good and Um, and we knew he was always in our mind as we were uh, crafting this story, like, who's that guy, that guy's this. And we looked at other people as well, but he was really in the forefront of our mind as well as Michael. Um, we had him, he was my model in my head. We were writing it for him, but it was happening, you know, this, we were shooting, going into production during this crazy time. We weren't sure if, you know, people felt comfortable about working, if we had scheduling issues or whatever, but you know, so, uh you know, those two were always in our head, but yeah, uh, Joseph Almani was really fantastic, but that's how we met him is, I mean, working with him initially was just very briefly.
0: Yeah. And Michael, what was our experience? Cause most of your scenes are, you know, you two together, you and Joseph.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, when uh, somebody's uh, accessible in the scene, when we were working together, you know, it was, um, you know, it was real. I, I, you know he's a very nice guy. You know he's not. Uh, you know he, he's a nice person, and that helps. You know for the relationship between uncle and son, and um, uncle and, and nephew. Mm-hmm.
2: So um,
1: it was a it was a great acting
2: experience. Yeah, there there are some moments. As uh, someone told me, there's some moments there. Were they just improvising? I said, actually, yeah, they, especially when they're working on the car, I mean, these guys would just bust each other's stones constantly. And I was like, is that written? And much of it was written. They just were so natural in the way they exchanged and went between each other. It was just really fun to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah.
0: Now, Dale, you meant, you just said a couple minutes ago there about, you know, in this weird time. So did you know? uh, So did you write this? Did you guys write this going into COVID? And so that does help in having,
2: you know, a small amount of people together?
0: Yes, that's the, the answer
2: part of the mind. Yeah. And then that was, I think, instrumental in getting our amazing um, artist that created the creatures, Dan Rebert, his involvement, because um, it was kind of slow and he was just looking for something to do. And he let, he dug the script and, and he had that time and he thought, hey, I can make these in my garage or whatever yeah. and uh, work on something. And we were just lucky enough to have him get involved. But it was timing and because of that period. Yeah, for sure.
0: And they are very fun—the the worms or the creatures,
2: whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I mean the film. I remember going into it thinking, I, "If we do this, I'd love it to be practical." Yeah, practical effects, and and I would say ninety nine, if not hundred percent, of all the creature work is all practical. I think there's a little piece where we digitally manipulated it, uh, but it's all practical. Is there any actually stop
0: motion? I remember when the worms on the ground at one scene almost looked like stop motion to me.
2: No, um, and there's no spoiler. I hope you've watched the film before that. But no, they were actually operated by rods, like poles. Mm-hmm. So you, can, so one person would pull it this way and one person would pull it that way and it would cause a squirm. And so maybe it's smoother than others. But no, it was never stop action. It looks very cool, though. Yeah, there's something organically cool about it. And, mm-hmm. and originally in the script, we wanted each creature to have its own personality, if you will. <laughs> uh, and it was just... Yeah, it got really complicated and keeping track of all of that was just, uh, yeah, a nightmare for our scripty. So, just, but anyway, in the end, we just said, isn't it just scary enough that they're there? <laughs> so, right, right. you know, we don't want a funny one and a really mean one and a really <laughs> not scary one. They're all the same. They're yeah. all, you know, let's be scared of them all. But anyway, Prim- yeah. It's a all-
1: primitive life form.
2: Though. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm sure some, some people out there who have uh, pet worms, they'll tell you they all have different personalities. But yeah. I know glow. Not like we didn't think about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to give spoilers, like you said, but Michael, you do have a scene with a lot of effects. Um, uh, what's that like for you to to work with a lot of effects? Uh, it's
1: really you fall back on your craft, because uh, you know the monsters—they're—they're they're not real monsters. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. spoiler. So, yeah, it's—it's <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, a lot of imagination, but it's it's People think, oh, my God, he does monster movies. It's a lot like theater because half the time, you know, there's three walls out there, you know, and there's nothing but audience. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's a crafty uh, experience. Yeah.
2: And now whose dog was Cash? That was actually the producer's dog. It was written in the script. And we said, we can't afford a dog for training and all that. But he goes, I think my dog can do it. And I went to his house and he said, here's Cash. I'm going to have him do that. And I said, I think that might work. It's going to be worth it, you know? Um, and just, we were just so lucky. He, two takes, we were done. I mean, it was just, he, w- he did everything perfectly. It was just so wonderful. And, and there's, that's sort of, that, that's the excitement of making movies, you know, is you never really know what you're going to, ex- you know, you're going to expect something, but what's really going to happen. Yeah. And uh, the dog was just flawless. Took a, just a couple of tries, but just lured him around. But it was our producer, um, Kevin, gets his dog. Well, he, this,
0: uh, yeah, Cash did a great job. Yeah, so, uh, did COVID affect um, editing and getting the movie finished?
2: Um, yeah, because just the process it always gets in the way. I mean that that terrible event, you know, just we couldn't exchange drives, um, and it just, and then we wanted to do certain things and do pickups and things like that. It just affects everything. It slowed everything down for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Even on set. We were all masked and we did all of that stuff, but you know, it's you just move, it's just different. You're everyone's so careful, and especially during that period, you know, no one wanted to get you know, no one wanted to die in real life, right? So,
0: <laughs>
2: right, right. you sacrifice <laughs> for your craft, my yeah, exactly. So you got to that level, right. yeah. The producers were thrilled about that risk, but yeah, I mean, but we all went through it and everything was fine, yeah.
0: Now, uh, uh, Michael, a veteran actor, is it exciting to you to work with, uh, you know, young directors and people coming up? And uh, I assume you can teach them a lot, but did you learn yourself from someone, you know, from uh, who looks at things a different way? Um,
1: well, you know, it's the, the uh, it's more of a discovery experience than a learning experience, because, you know, Dale had a very specific point of view. And, you know, the mantra is an actor's job is to help a director bring to fruition his vision. And it's nice to know that he has a vision. You know, that's comforting and then you can really relax and do I can just do my job instead of you know, you have to be careful to start worrying and second guessing the, the 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 director and the cinematographer. You know, that's that you can drive yourself insane if you don't feel comfortable on the set. So uh I had a great time with del It's the second time we worked together and I hope we get to do it again. I want to go to the Philippines and do uh you know, an action drama or, you know, another monster movie would be cool. There's a lot of pirating going on. Mm. And and I don't mean movie pirating, but real pirates. Oh, oh, I thought I meant that. Because there's like thousands of islands there. And uh, there's all kinds of, you know, adventure. I've been to Thailand and I've been to Indonesia, but I haven't, and I've worked in both those places, but I haven't worked in the Philippines yet.
0: Interesting. So along those lines, uh, are you, uh, do you plan on working on something new, Dale?
2: Yeah. I mean, we're always trying to, survive and keep ourselves busy yeah. right and get through this and and to be creative through that for sure i mean we the next project that suzanne are working on just in the near future is that we're producing something i'm not directing but we're working on a ptsd film oh, about yeah. a soldier and his family so it's a drama um and i'll i'll be producing that and it'll be fun to support that director in his vision and getting his story out it had been pitched to us like many years, but it just took all this time to kind of get that support and everything to come through and it's happening now. So that's on, we're currently right now in prep for it. So in about a month, you know, a couple of weeks, we're going to be in principal photography. So we're excited. Yeah.
0: And I, I'm You're not Marshall.
2: shooting that in the Philippines, though, <laughs> not worry. No, we don't have a budget for that in the Philippines. No. <laughs> no, but there may be a part for you in it. We'll see <laughs> if it was my movie, you know, but. Well, Michael, when you mentioned there, you'd like to do a
0: movie in the Philippines and also an action movie. Um, do you look at the um, actual acting differently depending on the genre of the film? I lost di- your
1: video uh, audio there. Uh-oh. Okay, oh, I'm okay.
0: No, back. No, cool. I'll just add that part out. Um, do you look at the actual acting differently depending on the genre of the film?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, you know, with action movies, it's about the action and there's going to be a, some interesting, you know, family or, or moral dilemma going on there. But uh, monster movies, you have to have a lot more. You know, you think that monster movies are really lighthearted, but in order to make the story work, there has to be a lot of drama
0: going on. Yeah, because so, I think that that lends believability then when, you know, some monsters come into the movie.
1: Yeah, when there's a lot, of, lot more talking, then it becomes more of a... Uh, you know, I, I love it all. I love it all, and they, they all end up being the same exercise, really. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah it, it was fun because the previous movie we did was a Christmas movie, it was a family drama. Um, it was lovely to see Michael and just exercise those relationship chops in front of the camera, and to be a part of that for me was just thrilling.
1: Yeah, Eileen Davidson was great oh, to work with. I mean, most of my scenes were with her and uh, Michael Vardy, so uh, I had a lot. A lot going there, Dale. You really set me up with that.
2: Yeah. So for me to see that uh, was just really special. Um, and then with this one, I was, I was thinking, this is kind of, it's crazy. There's an overtop scenes in there. And I'll never forget, I turned to our camera people and our producers. There's a moment, there's that standoff between them two in that moment where all hell breaks loose, if you recall. And Michael just like, I remember being behind the camera. I was operating at that moment and you just sold that. And I thought, what do I whisper in his ear? He nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was better than anything. It's, I love it because, you know, that's what's great when you get to work with people that know the craft and, and you know, you, 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 just trust them. And you know, there's always opportunities to try different things. And in these films, um, the timing is very quick. You don't have a lot. So when you have someone who knows their stuff and I, I just, I, all you can just do is just be grateful and so happy. And, and like, it's all when I get a thrill watching it, I know that I'm hoping that the audience will as well. So it's great to see Joseph and Michael together working together and, and for Michael, just sell it. In, and, and in this genre it was just really fun.
0: That's an interesting uh, point you brought up, though, because I, I think sometimes uh, a younger filmmaker might be intimidated by uh, trying to direct you know, a veteran actor. But I sure. assume you can't be because then you're not going to make a good, you know,
2: you're not going to work well together. Well, I mean, you know, and Michael can talk about this. He's worked with hundreds, if not more than yeah. that, I mean, many, many different directors and directors all have their own way of communicating, speaking to different actors. And sometimes I have to communicate with actors differently as well. You know, Michael is this way and then and this person is that way. This actor. So everything needs to change. It's it's really it's a communications challenge, you know. Producer's always whispering in your ear. You need more of this, but I don't want to. Okay, that's great. I want. And then you, t- you know, it's just it's it's a lot going on. Um, that's why just to get any movie done is it, it, it's really something, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the,
0: do you want to say anything about that, Michael? About uh, well, what, what you know, do you? I've,
2: I've, I've worked with a bunch of really old
1: old famous actors, and I noticed that the directors. They, it's like working with tigers or with big cats, you know, you just kind of, kind of, they're going to do what they're going to fucking do. And that's why you hired them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you <know>? and, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that's what I noticed. Uh, but, you know, I, I like, uh, I like talking to the director and making sure that he's happy that what I'm doing fits into the bigger picture, because I think sometimes as an actor, you can get lost in the scene or the moment. And you forget the impact of that moment is going to have on the next scene or on the next act. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I talk to most of the directors, you know, unless unless it's action stuff. Look, I got to run. I got to jump. I got to mm-hmm. shoot. And then I got to roll. And then I got to get hit. You know, there's not much anybody can tell me about that except, uh, you know, when it's going to a close-up. So. Yeah. <laughs> but in the dramatic stuff, it's important that the director and you agree that it's the right time for that moment. You know, it's not too early. It's not too late. It's not going to fuck up the. It's not going to. It's not going to ruin the next moment, or it, it doesn't conflict with the last moment. It's. It's. Um. Yeah, you know, or they can go to the script supervisor, but the director is a guy who who knows what the feeling is of the flow. You know, they talk about the flow, but you know, the flow is the emotional ride that the director's taking you on, and uh, you've got to make sure that you're going to be fulfilling your
0: task so while they crawl beneath um comes out this uh which is tomorrow when we're recording this october 4th whenever you're listening to this and uh, it's probably too early yet to know like feedback but uh have you got a lot of feedback yet for the film
2: yeah i mean it was we just did a screening at the burbank film festival oh cool and uh yeah. There was just a little special screening. It was for us. It was really exciting to see it on the big screen and, and Michael was there. I bumped into him and he was there for another film. So it was really a great, uh, you know, reuniting of, um, you know, folks. And, uh, but the people kind of came up afterwards and gave us some feedback and their emotional reaction to the film. It was really fun. You know, that's what's great about festivals. It wasn't a horror festival either. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we're hoping that it finds a place with our audiences and fans. You know, um, there are a lot, there's a lot going in on it, um, into it and going in it. So um, yeah, I just hope that people enjoy it. Yeah. I really dug it. Uh,
0: thanks for uh, both you guys coming on the show. And we said about festivals, it was one of the main things I missed during COVID. So I'm happy to, uh,
2: that they're back. Hey, quick question for you. They said, uh, it said, Nasty Neil Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what makes you nasty? Can you answer that question? It's not. It's not gonna be
0: a great answer. But oh, Ari Mahaylov, Ari Mahailov, who played Leatherface the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, ah. it was around two thousand seven or two thousand eight. He just started calling me Nasty Neil on the show, and I thought it, it sounded fun, so I just started using it after that. I love it. I but love I've had it. people. My friend Annabelle says, "No, you're sweet. You shouldn't use nasty. You should be sweet Neil." But that does not sound good for a, a horseshoe. But I yeah. appreciate that people
2: think I'm sweet. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool, Neil. <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thank you both. Yep. All right. Take care, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.